Hour two is brought to you by the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Check them out online at tvacreditunion.com. And don't forget, grand opening of the North Shore location on Friday. Swing by for some uh, refreshments. Check it out. Crest is going to be there. Got to get them cookies. I'm not going to go steal cookies. <laughs> but you might if you're in the area. <laughs> Just happen to be over there. What are you doing? Well, I'm just practicing uh, how to watch sports in 2023. What? What's that? You have to hold your phone up to film it the entire time. Oh, yeah. This. I, that picture? From no, last night. I, I haven't. I hadn't seen, like, the clip of it happening from this angle. Mm-hmm. Saw, like, the behind shot. Every single fan is holding their phone up. In like the almost surrender cobra, you know, oh go to get it's like this is a nationally televised game. There are at least dozens of cameras that will document this moment. But you gotta have your angle from your seat on your phone. I just like man. Yeah, I hate when people do that. Do we even enjoy being there anymore? Yeah, like I saw it last night, yeah. I do we do we so, like, it's kind of weird because then he makes the shot. They're down five after he makes the shot. But no one's clapping because everyone's got a film. It's just very weird. When they're talking about how the flash bulbs, you know, are, are, are a thing of the past. You know, because it used to be you'd have a, a shot like that and you'd see all the oh, media yeah. guys with the flash bulbs going off. Or That was one of the coolest things as a kid. Like, night games in Neyland mm-hmm. when they'd run through the tee. And it was just flashbulbs all over the state. Because everyone would bring like a disposable camera, you know, just to just to get some pictures. Oh, Super Bowl the... kickoff. Opening kickoff of the Super Bowls. They've not been the same for a while now. Bring back mm, the flashbulbs. Yeah. I love a good washed out, overly bright Polaroid. Need more of that. The further we advance, the further we get away from the good stuff. You're right, though. I mean, like if if you're if you got your grandkid on your lap one day and you want to be like, I was at the game when LeBron's, you know, broke the record. You can just pull it up on YouTube. Like, yeah, you don't have to have I, your own copy. I I sat next to this guy, but no, here's more of it. Like, what are you? Gonna, like, I don't know. They just want to have it they, on their phone. They want to have it and it's post ownership. it to Instagram. It's ownership. Yeah. It's like, it's like it's mine. Yeah, but people can steal that and say, oh, I was there. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go steal one of the videos. And My view of LeBron passing Kareem. They'll probably have like a, a VR mask and you can be like the guy yeah. guarding yeah, LeBron. Yeah, that, I was guarding LeBron the night he broke the record. You can just put it on your grandkid's face. <laughs> Thankfully, my phone's always full of pictures and I don't have space to take other fi- uh, pictures and videos. So What are you talking about? I kind of have to live in the moment a little bit. You know what I mean? Unless I'm on Twitter. No one knows what you mean. Yeah, it's like everybody, like, I don't have space on my phone a lot of times to take pictures and videos. That's because you don't delete any. So I, what if, if I was in the formerly known as Staples Center building, I don't know what it is now, but if I was Still there, the Staples Center. I would have to, you know, just enjoy the moment. I couldn't sit there and take a video and take pictures the whole night. Oh, no, it's not. It's crypto. It's, Wait, is it still... Crypto.com Arena. Eesh. They really get in bed with the long-standing businesses, don't they? Staples, out. 
Crypto.com. Maybe out. Anyway. Seems like just an historical moment. Wanted to at least bring it Mm -hmm. to the show. And the fact that everyone there is going to have arthritis in their shoulders because they had to hold their cameras up for 20, 30 minutes a night. Just insane. Is it weird that none of his teammates went out to, like, celebrate with him? He Even, probably told him not to. He's like, hey, I guys, actually, uh, I actually wondered that. Like, is it possible? He said, hey, if, if I break the record, like, don't don't get close to me. Just let me, let me have the moment. And it's weird because he hits the shot and throws his arms up in the air, but they're down five. Everything he does, though, it's just not genuine, which is why it kind of just irritates me a little bit. He said it was humbling, breaking the record. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? What? He did not. That's a headline on ESPN. I thought it was weird after the game. He said something like, yeah, a lot of people wanted me to try to break it by hitting a sky hook. LeBron tops Kareem as scoring king. Colon, quote, humbling. He, 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 the joke that you've made for years, you know, I am the humblest. <laughs> like, he, he is literally but doing no it. no one is more humble than me. Right. He he called it his patented fadeaway. <laughs> I knew he was like that. Yep, that's humble. They were right? like, yeah, they wanted me to hit a a sky hook, like what? A sky hook, and he's like, no. And then some people said they wanted one of my patented dunks, but I, I gave him my patented fadeaway. That's a signature move for me. So what happens when you don't go to college, ladies and gentlemen? I think it is a signature shot. Like that is a signature shot. I mean, his, but, a, but it's a fadeaway. Patented fadeaway. If I said, hey, name the basketball player that's patented the fadeaway, you're not saying LeBron James first. Kobe. No. Yeah, I think. I, again, he didn't say Kobe. I'd say Kobe. Kobe he, he's modeled a, his after Michael Jordan. I, I True. Know, like, he literally tried to copy it. So, technically speaking, the patent would be Michael Jordan. Because then Kobe is like, hey, patent expired. I'm copying this bad boy. Even LeBron like lifts his front knee a little bit when he does mm. it. Yeah, his more his dirt. is different. It's different. Yeah, it's more Dirk. Oh. Dirk patented the patented. I just don't think he knows <laughs> what patented means. Yeah, He's just trying to, like it's just become such a cliche. That no, I'm sure he use. read the first page of that book on patents. <laughs> Jeez, man. That person, whoever realized that and tweeted the very first time, is a damn genius. What happened in the book? Well, I just I just started reading it. <laughs> Why's your finger holding a spot towards the end of the book? It's just well. well, the first thing people notice is every time he was reading a book, he was like on page two, like every time. Oh, I thought, but then didn't he switch it later? And he'd be like, yeah, holding a spot like yeah. deeper. And then that's and then when they, they were like, asking about. That's it. when they were like, how's the oh, how's the book? Good. Started. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to let a book really set in and digest before I talk about it with people. I mean, I don't blame him. Like, if I could make a gazillion dollars playing basketball, I wouldn't really be, uh, you know, I would have skipped college too, but. Yeah, I think most people probably probably would have. It's just, it's just, he, I feel like, uh, I feel like he's like one of those, you know, just geniuses who is a little awkward in some social things because he's so good at one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very normal. Great musicians like that, 
great artist. <laughs> um, have you heard like have you guys seen the trend though on social media of like the LeBron meme like you know like how he lies a lot. Like, people have just Mm-mm. been dogging him for this, just making up stuff. Because, like, I think it was when uh, the guy from Migos died, LeBron had came out and said, like, yeah, I remember listening to those guys in my days and when I was in Cleveland or whatever. And, like, people looked and, like, they didn't even, like, form the group until after that. So After just, he left Cleveland? Yeah, so it was, like, factually inaccurate. And, like, now everybody's, like, just makes stuff up that LeBron says that's a lie because it is kind of funny. I mean, he's he's done it several times. This is the weirdest video. I just got sent this by like three different people simultaneously. As LeBron hits the shot to break Kareem's scoring record, Anthony Davis had just sat down on the bench. He's the only Lakers player sitting. Everyone else, the shot goes in, they stop the game, arms go up, they run out. He's just chilling on the bench. And then you almost see that look on his face where he's like, damn it, I guess I got to get get up up and go say something. You know how it is, man. Like, you're at the house. It's been a long day. It's Tennessee tipping off at 7. You get a beer. You walk over, and you you sit down on the couch. The game starts, and you're like, oh, I forgot to... To walk the dog. Yeah, there you something, yeah. you know, or hey, honey, can well, you take the trash yeah, out? Yeah, or my kids yelling at me, they gotta have something or whatever, and you get like that. Uh, you roll your eyes, you gotta get up off the couch again. Like you, you knew you're gonna be sitting there for the next twenty five minutes, and now back up and at him. Here we go. Yeah, but he should be thinking he's gonna get more rest now if if he was tired. But he's got to get off the bench. Sometimes sitting down is just you know. LeBron, LeBron James, LeBron James. I will say though, it is insane to me. He gets a lot of hate, and he's he's done some things that you know rub a lot of people the wrong way. The decision, <laughs> obviously, as as a, I, I honestly I think that's when it changed for me because I I loved watching him when he was at Cleveland. I, I was telling you guys, I watched him all with his hometown. It was great. Watched him all through high school. That was like a, a thing for us on Friday nights. We just got our cars, and man, we're gonna go to a restaurant and we're gonna watch LeBron James play basketball. We can finally meet up and all go hang out together. Mm-hmm. That was like a huge thing. Then he goes to Cleveland. What a great story. Then the decision, and it's like uh, okay. And then I don't know. It's like it's like his entire personality changed. But all that to say, how remarkable is it that the single most hyped childhood prodigy athlete ever went above and beyond the expectations? Every year, somebody is anointed as this. I mean, look at like Arch Manning. This oh, he's the he's the best there's ever mm-hmm. been. Every year there's a new the best there's ever been. This this dude was different. Like they air high school football and occasionally high school basketball on ESPN now. Like if the team's really good or if there's like three or four or five stars, they aired his team against not very good teams because you had to watch this guy. And then the question was, well, how good can he be in the NBA? How how long is he going to play in the NBA? What kind of yeah. player can he develop into? I mean, nobody could have lived up to those expectations on the court, and he absolutely did. 
Yeah, I mean, a, the friend, grand... a friend makes a good point that like the only other one would potentially be Tiger Woods, but he had all the off the off the course stuff that kind of like in in the eyes of many tarnished his legacy. And you can disagree with like does LeBron read books or not? Do you agree with his take on this? You know, political viewpoint, whatever. He has not embarrassed himself in like there's been no legal issues. There's been no domestic issues like he's been you can disagree with him on a lot of things if you want to and that's fine but when it comes to on and off the court he's been a pretty amazing superstar considering how much was essentially placed at his feet when he was 16 years old well and and some people will knock LeBron a little bit for this but you can't very much I mean they'll talk about the super team and stuff and and you know trying to just join up to win a championship instead of trying to do it all on your own. But most of the time when you're that good that early, the success eventually just kind of gets to you and you just kind of become complacent and you plateau and you're not, you don't stay driven. Mm. And he's, he is at least, even if he kind of went about it in a cringe way at times, I mean, he's at least tried to at least stay, I feel like stay pretty driven to win championships and stuff like that, which, for a lot of guys, when they're that much of a physical freak early on, like they just they just can't continue to work that hard. I think because like Michael Jordan's work ethic is legendary. Yes, but no one looked at Michael Jordan and said, "Well, he's just so much more athletic than everyone else." Like he had to continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very athletic. Don't get me wrong. I was gonna say, yeah. But if you did a combine, he wasn't gonna win every event the way LeBron James would have yeah. at, at some point. Like the size speed combo, like Jordan was one of the best athletes in the league, but he wasn't the best athlete like for twenty years in the league like LeBron kind of is. For their sport, and maybe honestly for a a handful of sports, LeBron may be one of the most physically gifted athletes in human history and i feel like a lot of those guys don't work very hard because they don't have to sure and that's their sure. ultimate downfall. we talk about like jadavion Clowney, for example it's a great example. i mean i watched him run past a safety on his own team once to catch a ball carrier yeah. like he's like the Le- he was he could have been like the lebron of the nfl yeah. he could have been the probably yeah. one of the best pass rushers of all time but even in college the kid wouldn't work because he was yeah. already so athletic yeah you know his teammates would be like i worked all summer and Clowney just shows up and just beats me in a sprint. Well, and that's kind of the difference, right? Because of his unique athleticism and that gift of that body type, it's allowed him to stay in the league longer. Mm-hmm. But if he had worked as hard as, as a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant, he could still be dominating. But he was just, hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm getting paid. I'm Yeah, and that's like... So credit LeBron for not LeBron's settling for being years good years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least physically, that guy puts in. And and really, when you think about it, when he got to the league, he was a good shooter for you know an eighteen year old kid. I feel like he didn't even really shoot threes at first. Right? Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, like people were like, oh, he should take more threes, but he worked on his shot. A ton. It's same with Kobe. Kobe couldn't shoot when he got to the league. Mm. I mean, I remember it was it was an early game, and maybe his like. Rookie season or the season after, they draw up a play for him, wide open, top of the key, air balls a three to win the game. And it looked different then than it did by the time by the time Kobe left the league. He had one of the most beautiful shots you've ever seen. But LeBron put in the work, developed the 
I mean, he he became a lethal mid-range player, and then obviously developed the three. I mean, and I then think- his range is just ridiculous because he's so sh- big and so strong. He looks like he's shooting set shots eight feet behind the NBA three line. Like I feel like the best players in a lot of sports aren't aren't the most athletic guys out there. It's it's usually somebody that's very athletic, but has that killer instinct, that work mm-hmm. ethic, that drive that just no one can compete with. I don't know. Maybe maybe Babe Ruth. Maybe he was bigger and stronger than everybody, just kind of naturally, and then also like loved hitting had, the baseball. Yeah, so had much. great hand eye coordination. Um, they just got this list. Like I don't like Wayne Gretzky wasn't just like. No, he wasn't a physical. Like, yeah, he, yeah, no, like, yeah, a, like yeah. a freak. I don't think he's I mean, probably the most dominant athlete in his. Maybe like, I don't think no, no athletes ever dominated quite like Wayne Gretzky did in hockey. I'm, I I enjoy hockey. I don't know enough about it to well, obviously to like know the stats off the top of my head. But I have heard people who would know like make the comparison, and apparently, yeah, like it's, he's it's like way up there with like just the level of domination of your sport. Tiger was not. Tiger had it both, but like in the reverse order, which is kind of weird. Like I feel like Tiger was more driven and worked harder than anyone. Before he and then he became a physical, mm-hmm. like like I don't know, maybe that's not fair. He he was hitting the ball longer than everybody, even when he was kind of young and thin. Hmm. But he worked harder on the physical side and became even more of an athletic freak as he once he was already good in golf. Oh, he changed the shape of golf. It and was, by the shape, I mean the people we watch play golf. Like it was like kind of the opposite of LeBron, who came into the, into the league like, man, physically, this is the this is the strongest nineteen year old we have ever seen mm-hmm. that can you know has skill and all this stuff. Tiger kind of did it in reverse order, um, but Tiger had kind of had both on the golf scale. I mean, a lot of these great baseball players, I feel like on this list, like, you know, I, I'm just on this greatest athlete list. Like, Jerry Rice, not a dominant athlete. What about, like, Serena? Just had to be, like, a tactician. Now, Serena and Venus, especially Serena, they're they're kind of like LeBron. They combined just a physicalness that the sport had never seen with but that mm-hmm. work like, ethic. Stature-wise, kind of like Tiger was, though. They got well, Serena, that's true. like... Yeah. Bulked up. Bulked up. Wayne Gretzky Very won nine MVPs and four Stanley Cups. He holds records for most goals, most goals including playoffs, most assists, most assists including playoffs, most game-winning goals. I mean, it, maybe he, he might have the longest career accolade sheet I've ever seen. He has 40 listed career accolades for his regular season and 15 postseason records. Hmm. And six all-star game records. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just hard to compare, like, one sport to another. LeBron James. Did you watch it? I didn't even watch it. Like, I don't know what, like, what the NBA, the NBA has lost me forever. Like, I... I mean, I went to a game recently. Just it was the weirdest thing. How many players did you know in that game? A few. Uh, Chris Paul was playing for the Suns. Um, I knew Ooh, Jimmy Butler yeah. for the Heat, and I recognized a few of the guys like uh, Adebayo from Kentucky. But I didn't. 
I would have had no idea what NBA team he was on if you just said, right, yeah, who does Bam Adebayo play for? Um, there were a couple others that were like I recognized the name once they said it, but again, I would have Tyler never. Hero. Was he out there? Who? Tyler Hero from Kentucky. Mm-mm. He, I think he plays for Miami. I guess he was hurt. Yeah. Or who somebody knows, else maybe hurt. Rest these days. There was somebody else who took the night off for Phoenix. Can't remember if he was hurt or not. Their star player. Devin Booker. Yeah, Booker wasn't playing, which I know his name, but I don't. Yeah. It was just weird playing the music. The whole, it felt more like a concert than a basketball game. Like music, yeah, you mentioned that. Music, How much music, the whole but yeah. the whole time, every second of gameplay. They had the DJ in the corner, and it was sold out too. I mean, it was a good atmosphere. It was an interesting event to go to, but like it didn't feel like a basketball game. It felt like I was watching uh, like the and one stuff when that first came on the scenes. It was like I'm just gonna watch this more like it's a like a like a like a Globetrotters. It felt like watching the Globetrotters. Hmm. Not like watching a competitive thing where like we're fighting tooth and nail to yeah, yeah. like you know, leave the building victorious. It felt more like an exhibition, I guess. Yeah. I'd say that's probably the way most people feel about it. I mean still some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. But people doing I, what they do. A lot of people love it. I just I don't know. Just they've just lost me. I mean, you used to at least love the playoffs, man. I know. Playoff basketball. I know. Gone. All right, more hour two next. Hour two continues. I was lied to, Chris. Good for Phil Knight. Phil Knight didn't have his phone out. Mm. On ESPN last night, they said that the South Carolina LSU game was like $1,000 to get into. That was a lie. Oh, the women's game. Yeah. There might be a ticket for 1000 but it's, I mean, I'm sure it's sold out. I'd pay 1000 to not have to watch it. You would not. You're such an idiot. No, you're not. You're not an idiot. Stupid four quarters in college basketball. You pay me a thousand, and I will will not make you watch. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, we'll split the thousand. We will not make you watch it. Mm. You just said, yeah. That was if I was going to have to watch it. Well, okay. Well, well, Chris and I are going to kidnap you. We're going to tape you to a chair. We're doing a three. Your eyelids. We're doing a three-hour Monday show on this game, and we need you to come in rip roaring and ready to go, or pay us each five hundred bucks. I mean, I'll I'll talk about it for three hours, but but you're not gonna watch it. <laughs> but I'm not gonna watch it. Wouldn't be the first time somebody on this show's done that. It can't be as bad as Auburn Tennessee men's game though last weekend. It won't be. It'll be. I bet you that will be an exciting game for you know three. Where's it at? That South Carolina, right? I don't remember. <laughs> Did you see what Don Staley said about uh, Gino? Oh uh, no, what she said. He say? basically called them dirty. Yeah. Said they were beating up as the. Guard, whatever name. Lou Lopez Seneschal or something. Yeah, uh, he said. I just call her Lou. It's just appalling what teams do to her now. It's not basketball anymore. I don't know what it is, but it's not basketball. Well, Don Staley went on her re- local radio calling show and said, "Quote: We're called something other than players that are locked in. They play the right way and approach it the right way, whether they win or lose. We don't denounce 
anybody's play. They're always uplifting the game of women's basketball, and when we were getting our heads beat in by UConn for all those years, I said nothing. We've been called so many things, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it because I coach some of the best human beings the game has ever had. Shots fired. It's a really good response. She's good. The only thing so far, I think she's made one misstep that I really didn't like. What was that? That jacket she wore during the <laughs> national championship game last year. They won, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't like the. I just felt a little over. It was like a green Louis Vuitton jacket. Like you're, you're South Carolina. You couldn't, wears whatever you couldn't get him a room picture. She's wearing an Eagles hoodie while she's coaching a game. That's so weird. <laughs> she like, just wears whatever the hell she wants. No, she does for sure. Her I'd, her I'd, her shoe game I'd, is money though. Well, I talked to she's another, got some great. Shoes. I talked to a, a college coach one time. I was talking about Staley and how she would just roll in to like a camp or an event or something in like flip flop flip flops and cargo shorts, like where where the, all mm-hmm. the other coaches would be kind of dressed up, and she would just like in the summer she'd just wear cargo shorts, flip flops. Hey, if. If you're confident in yourself and you like, you can still do your job, get your points across, stay organized, whatever, dude. I mean, they're rolling. And once we made college basketball just casual hour, good for her. Nah. <laughs> I mean, fits her to a T. Dude, I turned on North Carolina Duke. Like John Shire's just there in his little zip up thing. I'm like, was he sitting on the bench cowering in fear? I'm like, what? I was like, no wonder he can't win. Speaking of, like that was a pretty good game. Duke Carolina. Uh huh. Duke gets hammered by Miami. North Carolina. And North Carolina. They did come back, and made it look respectable, but they were getting housed by Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. I mean, they had Seth Greenberg at halftime being like, "These players don't know what it means to put on a North Carolina jersey." It's like, dang. Also, I'm like, guys, they're one year removed from playing for the national championship. Like, teams change and evolve. They weren't. They didn't have the greatest regular season last year. They made the tournament and then just turned it on. Shire better go back to the suit, man. I think now Lenardi has Carolina and Kentucky his last four in. Can you imagine a tournament without those two? Have they ever both missed one? Because last night <laughs> came out the tweet that said it's bubble Probably. night in ACC, current nine seed. Carolina trying to avoid the danger zone. Uh, also, bubble night in the SEC. You've got Kentucky 40 overall, Arkansas 41. The loser drops in the last four in status. Well, they're talking about how Arkansas might end up being an eight seed. Can you imagine if you're the one? And if they get healthy. And you're looking <laughs> at Arkansas and Nick Smith back, and you're like, yeah. uh, wait, Maybe that's I, the game to go to the second round? we got to get the one seed now because there's no way it could be us. Yeah. Right, yeah. That council kid's good. They, they're got, all, they got a bunch of good dudes. Yeah. You'd have a tournament without Kentucky, Duke, or North Carolina. I'm sure that's never happened. At least in the sake. I feel like there was a year not that long ago where Duke and Carolina missed. I say not that long ago. I'm saying like in the last 15 years. Because I thought I remembered it being like a big deal. Or maybe, maybe it was that good. Was it going into the COVID? Oh, when are they not going to make it that year? Uh, like Davy said, they were because they were going to win the ACC tournament. But I don't think Duke was going to make it. But I can't remember what Carolina was record wise. Well, twenty twenty one, Duke didn't go. 
Okay. Did. Maybe it was Duke and another team. I don't or Maybe. I don't know. Did last time Carolina missed it was the 09-2010 season. Okay. Maybe they're headed towards it or something one of those years. Mm-hmm. UNC's not been anything special in one, two, three, four. They went 29 and 7 in 2018, 2019, 26 and 11 the year before. I know, like that. Just they somehow always find a way. I and mean, they won the championship in 16, 17. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but after that, they lost it last 26 year. and 11, 29, 7, 14 and 19. That was the COVID year. Mm-hmm. 18 and 11, 29 and 10, and somehow played for a national championship. That's what really sucks as a Tennessee fan. You see these traditional blue bloods. We had our lucky year that. with Conzo. Yeah, like their, their lucky year, they get to the national championship. <laughs> Ours, we get to the Sweet 16. Last time Kentucky missed was 08, 09. Billy Gillespie. Did you, wait, did you say North Carolina missed in 09 or no? Oh, nine, it was 2010. Okay, nine ten. The year before that. Got you. So I don't know. Hmm. Kentucky also missed it what the year after COVID. Yeah. Yeah, they were like nine and fifteen or something. So bad. Yeah, North Carolina. They are the they are the king of let's just play like crap in the regular season, but oh, look up and we're in the Final Four. The king of that? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that would make you happy to be that? Yeah. Okay. What year? I mean. Like, if you end up winning the whole thing, sure. But, like, it. I don't know, Hickman. Like, do you remember the Conzo run? Yeah. Like, it was exciting. It was also very frustrating because we damn near missed the tournament that year. I don't know. But then you go on a run, and it's like, wow, this is great. This is a lot of fun. Why well, didn't we do this? Earlier, this? Yeah. Also, there's a lot. There's so many fun games during the season. That was like three good games. Really, weren't that good. Went to overtime with Iowa. Then Mercer upsets Duke. That was a big, fun second-round game. Uh, okay. First-round game, whatever what round point, game. At mm-hmm. what point does doing what we're doing now as a program get old to you? Having great success in the regular season – but just absolutely every year. But see, that's the thing. You're willing to give get rid of one in hopes for the other, but like you could lose both. I know, but like this will get old to you at some point, right? Like great regular season and losing earlier than expected in March Madness. Like, is that going to get old to you at some point? Like, having I mean, would I rather them teams? win more in the postseason? Sure, but I mean, I mean, no, not really. So we go out in the second round this year. Next year, same thing. Great regular season. Well, it's season, different too because Barnes, like Barnes, has I don't know four years left to coach. It's not like he's going to be here another fifteen years. and We're just going to let it happen. I mean, like that's a part of it too. Like if if Barnes is winning twenty seven games in the regular season for the next four years, he's not getting fired. I mean, I know he, there's no way he ever gets fired here, but. 
Well, there you go. If he let's say he was 15 years younger and we were doing the exact same thing, at what point would you just say, "All right, it's time to blow this guy out of here"? Well, what did Texas do? Exactly that. But it took him a while. I know, but like you personally, at what point would you reach your breaking point and say, "We got to get rid of this guy. It's time to make a change. I don't care what we're doing in the regular season. We don't do anything in March." Like, how many more years would it take for you to get to that point? It's like 13 years. I'm kidding. I don't, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have like a number on that. Like I don't. Three more years, four more years. He was he was at Texas for 17 seasons. Yeah, and the final 10 of that was pretty lackluster. One elite eight. Last seven. Last seven years. Yeah, one elite eight in the last eight years. Two in the last 10. But as Nate said, the last seven years he did not make it past. The second round. Well, and if you look at their conference records, like they weren't. No, yeah, they weren't right. Great, except for one one year they were better, but they still bowed out in the second round. So I mean, he's been here what eight years? Yeah. Amazingly, his conference record and overall record percentage-wise is worse at Tennessee than it was at Texas. Well, I mean, he never mm-hmm. had the two bad years like he had when he first got here, right? Right. Uh, well, not at first. They came later. Yeah, they had a six. Uh, really, I guess that's kind of it, 7-11 season. 8-10 season. You also got to remember, though. 7-11. The Big 12 yeah, is not the SEC. When they went to the CBI, they didn't make the NIT. Oh, so conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, – I think that was what really – if he if at Texas, if he didn't have the twenty twelve thirteen season where they went sixteen and eighteen, and didn't even make the NIT. Like if yeah. he makes the NCAA tournament that year, he's probably there another couple of yeah. years. But then he gets to the second round the next year, and then I think at that point it's like, all right, we we kept you after the CBI. You got to the second day, you got to get, pe- and then he loses first round. First and they round, good. I mean, yeah, they yeah, they weren't good. Five hundred yeah. play. But yeah, he was fifteen and nineteen and sixteen and sixteen his first two years here. I mean, probably this year and two more, Hickman. For me, it's like that's probably that's, he can't make that's probably what he has anyway. That's what I'm not saying. To, not like, to be yeah, not telling Rick Barnes when to retire, but I'd say that's probably what most people kind of expect. It'll be good. I mean, he will have been here for if he's here for twelve years, let's say total. Mm-hmm. Then that's. That's kids that have, you know, been middle schoolers and high schoolers and seen Tennessee be a perennial, like, good basketball team throughout the regular season. The brand will be strong. And so as you recruit those kids, it's a better – there's a better image than there would have been when – for kids that, like, when Bruce Pearl took over, for example, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or even some kids for a minute when you went – Conzo to Donnie. Yeah, the brand will be strong. Wow. What? It's kind of amazing some of the names Rick Barnes has more career wins than. I realize he's been coaching for a long time, but still. Yeah, it's a LeBron plan, you know, just outlasting. Just kidding. Uh, we'll come back okay. with more. Final segment, hour two next.
an hour too. I don't know why it's so fun to talk about stuff you don't know anything about. <laughs> what were we talking about before? Uh, I don't know. College basketball? Uh, Wagermeister says somewhere in Texas there's a guy that thinks exactly like Hickman. He was probably so happy when Barnes got fired and Shaka came in and then they were below 500 in conference games in his six years there. It's funny because Shaka Smart this year is kind of having like his Rick Barnes career renaissance over at Marquette this year. So good for him. I mean, if you get fired from Texas, you're probably going to go on a little upward tra- up uh, upward trajectory there for at least a couple of seasons. But well, I mean, honestly, just look at the tournaments: one, two. There's only two seasons where Texas didn't do what Rick Barnes was already doing. I mean, is there really that big a difference between the first round and the second round? I don't think so. Like, uh, like I yeah. can kind of care less. Depends on what seed you are, actually. But I mean, Shaka, I agree. Went, Shaka is, went to the tournament. It is. There's nothing. The there's nothing more painful than making the tournament and getting 40 minutes of basketball, and then you're headed home. Like that is. That's brutal as a fan. You're like, we did it. All we got to do is maybe this is our year. And then ruins the whole tournament for me. Makes me not even want to watch. So, like, when Tennessee. When you lose in the second round, does that not feel the same? No, but like, if we lost in like the Elite Eight, Sweet 16. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about losing the second round. Is losing in the first round or losing the second round, is is it that big of a difference? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, Shaka lost in the first round three out of his six seasons, but one time there was no tournament. So, really, we're going to say three out of the five seasons he got to the first round. I mean, that's what Rick Barnes had only made the second round once the previous four seasons. One of those was a CBI year. One of the years Shaka didn't make the tournament, they won the NIT championship, if you care about those things. I personally do not. I would rather lose the first round of the NCAA tournament than win the NIT championship. And then Chris Beer gets there in year one and takes him to the second round, which is how far Rick Barnes had got him in the last like ten, you know eight seasons. And then he so beat his wife. I think. I think I would almost. I think I would look back if I'm Texas. I'd look back and be like, "Yep, made the right call. We rolled the dice. We picked the wrong okay. guy, but I think the this, right move. I think okay. I think this is a good example. There's some dude in Georgia still pining for Mark Rick until two years ago. Yeah. Look at the team that <laughs> lost to Oregon State. Yeah. We were a five seed. Okay. Had the infamous 5-12 matchup. Uh-huh. Against the hottest team in the country. I, I don't think anybody thought we were that great that year. I no, personally I didn't. But losing in that first round against Oregon State was just absolutely, for me personally, it was brutal. And it made me question life. But if you lose in the second round I mean maybe if our star forward hadn't gotten his eye knocked out of his socket if you lose in the second round like I feel like that's an easier pill to swallow because like deep down I personally didn't think we were that good 
And so it's like, well, you know what? Like round of thirty two. So it depends on the seed, is what you're saying. Pretty much. Like if you're a two seed and you lose in the second round, you're livid. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair take. Uh, I'm not saying it's not. Maybe not livid, but like that's it's much worse than I mean, yeah. um, obviously like a twelve. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was the weakest NCAA tournament team Barnes has had here, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty one. The eighteen and nine, ten and seven team was fourth in the league. I mean, because you weren't making the tournament. Eighteen and nine. It's kind of surprised we got in, honestly. There have been Tennessee teams with better records not make the tournament. We started, I believe, preseason like top twelve in the country that year, so. Mm. Yeah, we did. We started twelfth, and we won a bunch of games to, to in the non-conference. Although not, none of those teams are very good. I don't know. We uh, whooped Kansas that year. Where was that game? Knoxville. SEC Big Twelve Challenge here, eighty to sixty-one. They were fifteenth. We were eighteenth. Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of. Su- I'm not necessarily oh, surprised no. we got in. I'm surprised our seed was. What if that beating Kansas good? badly in the regular season means we have oh, a bad yeah. tournament run? What happened the year that Kansas was number one? We five seed. And we beat them after half our team got arrested. Yeah, but what did that team do in the tournament? What year was that? So you're you're mapping. Oh eight, right? Mapping. No, oh nine or oh ten or twenty ten. Oh ten. Oh ten. For sure. no. Don't say that. Uh, if it was the year I'm thinking it was, no, nah, this is football. Never mind. <laughs> add, add a baby. <laughs> only, <laughs> only. Uh, like usually when I type in like Tennessee basketball <gasps> record by year. No, no, it wasn't that year. It wasn't that year. I didn't bother doing it with Kansas We're because the football's year. not relevant. <laughs> Uh, they went thirty-five and three that year, correct? Who? Kansas. Kansas. I don't know. Why would I know? Kansas? Lost in the regional final. That would check out. Uh, it was the. We made it to the elite eight that year. Yeah, there you go. So twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, uh, no, nine ten. Okay, Kansas went thirty-three and three that year. Yeah, nine, and 10. they lost in the second round. Northern Iowa. Guess that would be the year, wouldn't it? That's my guess. I don't know. They lost to them at some point when they were one seed in round two. They're Northern Iowa was eight or nine. Boy, that team was winning by the skin of their teeth. The nine ten team. Yeah, we beat San Diego State in the first round, sixty two to fifty nine. Yeah. Uh, we did beat Ohio by fifteen. Okay. Pretty, pretty good draw. We then beat Ohio State seventy six seventy three, and then lost to Michigan State by one. Oh. That was the most painful one. I'm assuming I have the right year here. Yeah, nine ten. Yeah. Wait. What? That's not right. What do you mean that's not right? Is it? Hold on. Actually, not. Yeah, that doesn't. Skylar McBee was not on that team. Yeah, he was. I was got he? the I got the roster right here. Woolridge, Mays, Chisholm. Yeah, seventy six, sixty eight. It was January tenth, four thirty game on CBS. Brian Williams, Scotty Hobson. Right, that is that team. Am I crazy? Ronaldo Warridge. Yeah. We beat number one Kansas. Tyler Smith pre-gun incident. 
at home. I no, got the box uh, score. All right, here we go. Yeah, this actually doesn't have Tyler Smith's name on it. That's why I was getting kind of confused. Yeah, because he got kicked off the team the day before. This says the whole tw- 2009-10 roster, though. That would be everybody, not just that game. Or was it? No. Tyler Smith. Woolridge, Chisholm, Prince, Hobson, and Mays started. McBee played 23 minutes, six points, two of four from three. That's the right game, isn't it? What's the final? 76-68. That's the one. Here, I'll even go to the Didn't feel like we won that game by eight, but I guess the McBee three that feels like a buzzer beater was, but it was a shot clock, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it was Uh, Melvin Goins, Cam Tatum. 36 seconds left. You're up three. Kansas took a timeout after they scored. You're up three with the ball. Yeah. Shot clock's running out. He hits a three to put you up gotcha. six okay. with 36 seconds left. So that Kyler makes sense. Yeah, and then you made free throws to extend the lead. Hour three next.